nice. Hello. Hello, everyone. Okay. Well, hallelujah, we're back. You guys miss us? Yay. Uh, I know my voice just dropped like an octave lower. Um, we did a lot of praying and, and preaching and all that in India. And so my voice is a little shot right now. So please show me a little grace. But truly, it is amazing to be back home. It really is. We had a blessed, blessed time in India. But it is amazing to be back home. Uh, and so, yeah, we just want to thank you all for all your prayers and all your support. We really felt it out in the field. Um, we left this team in a place where there was a lot of concern. <laughs> we have 14 strong characters, 14 completely different people. And um, still, when we got on, on the missions field, uh, God really did a mighty work. And we believe that wasn't us, but it was your prayers really carrying us through and uh, being the lifeline of the team. So we just want to thank you guys so, so much. Um, every time we were struggling, just looking at the yellow bracelet, uh, seriously, it was such a blessing. Uh, besides the fact that all the Indians were like confused by it because they thought we were some strange cult. But don't worry, we explained it to everybody and, and, they, and they were blessed eventually. But um, it's really good to be back eventually. Um, all right, so I just want to start off with some prayer. Uh, we are tired. We just touched down like maybe 6.30. Um, I was supposed to, uh, prepare, uh, with the Holy spirit on the plane, but I passed out and, um, my two hour nap turned into, uh, uh waking up hearing, uh, we have arrived in Incheon airport and I need your grace today. Truly, truly. That's the lesson of the whole trip. God's grace is sufficient. And so if you guys could all stretch out your hands, um, I just pray you guys can uh, bless the messenger, because I do have a message. Uh, just the messenger is a little tired. <laughs> so uh, just pray for me right now and pray for yourselves, and uh, let's start off with that. Father God, we just praise you and we worship you, Lord. Father God, even though some of us are tired, still you are so worthy of praise, God. We just thank you because we know you did a mighty work in India. And we all know that this is just the beginning. Just as our, Chea, our sister Chea prayed, Father, may this be the beginning of more to come, Lord. And Father, so today as we gather in your name, we pray, Father, that you open our ears. May our ears hear the word that you have for us today, Lord. Father, may no distraction prevail. May no uh, distraction. 
distraction or doubt from the enemy prosper. But Lord, we just claim, Father, your protection and your love over us right now, Lord. Uh, we just thank you. We praise you. In your son's mighty and precious name, we pray all these things. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Uh, so today, uh, the message is called Ears That Hear. Ears That Hear. And I know that's kind of a, a funny saying only because ears are supposed to hear. But you guys all know what I'm talking about. Sometimes you'll be listening to someone and you're not hearing a single word that they're saying. You guys ever get that? Maybe some of you are experiencing that right now. You know? And it's like Charlie Brown. It's just like, wah, 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 wah. Well, in that case, ears be opened. Amen. And so uh, today I want to talk about our talking generation. We have such a talking generation. We love to talk. And I'm, I'm speaking for myself here and my husband. And, uh, you know, we are a talking people. We love to talk, talk, talk. And, you know, I think something that's been missing in the family of God is a listening ear. We're so eager to share so eager to talk about prayer requests and how God's been working in our lives or our struggles and our pains and so unwilling to listen to each other, to hear each other out. You know, listening is a ministry of God. It's a ministry. It's an act of love to listen to your brothers and sisters. It truly is. You know, sometimes you listen to someone share and they can talk for like three hours and at the end they feel so refreshed and you did nothing but listen and you feel completely drained. <laughs> Do you guys know what I'm talking about? It's because listening is an act of service. It truly is. You know, and sometimes we don't think about it like that and, you know, we get caught up in, you know, talking and when we don't feel like listening especially if the person isn't making much sense or they're on rambling rambling you know we kind of cut them off but you know that's not good brothers and sisters we need to be uh, a people that listens to one another you know and not just listening meaning just you know looking around and checking the clock time to time because you know we all have experienced that but actively listening staring at the person you know, just, yeah, oh, man, that must have been hard. You know, listening and not thinking of your response, not thinking of advice as you're listening, because I, I do that all the time. Someone will be sharing, and I'm like, hmm, what Bible verse would bless them right now? You know, and I'm not really paying attention to them. I'm just so busy thinking about what I'm going to say to them that I, I miss out on what they're sharing. You know, we need to be listeners, but we also need to be active listeners. And, you know, this also goes with our relationship with God. So many times we're very caught up on speaking to the Lord, crying out to God, praying. And those are all good things, but it's only half. And we miss out on the listening of God, hearing God's word, hearing what God is saying specifically into our lives, hearing the answers of the prayers that we're praying for. We miss it all because we're too busy talking. And so today I want to talk about ears that hear. And I want to talk about ears that hear what God is speaking. And we just read a verse in Proverbs, and that verse talks about how ears that hear and eyes that see, they're from the Lord. They're from the Lord. It just shows a dependency on God to even be able to hear him. I know that's kind of strange, but, you know, we really need God's grace to even listen to his voice. Amen. And so I want to talk about three things that will help us in Opening our ears to God 
And the first thing I want to say is that we must know him. We must know him. It says in the word that the sheep know the shepherd's voice. You know, when I was little uh, and I go supermarket shopping with my mom, I get lost all the time because I got really distracted. Uh, And I was always in the same aisle, which was the candy and snack aisle. And I just walk around really little and just look at all the new boxes. And they're so, like, colorful. And some of them have little toys in the box. And I just, you know, kind of skim them all. And my mom would be in, like, the, you know, vegetable section. And I would get lost all the time. So many times I get lost. And, you know, when you're older now and you go in a supermarket, I mean, it's pretty small. But when you're little, it's huge. You know, it's so big. And when you're lost, it's really scary. And so I get caught up and, and just looking at all the candy and I realize, Oma, Oma, Oma. And I turn around and, and she's not there and I begin to freak out and I start panicking. And of course I stay within the aisle because, you know, it's candy aisle and I'd run up the aisle, run down the aisle, run up the aisle and just, you know, cry out for my mom. And until finally I hear like this voice yelling my name. You know, and, and supermarkets, they have all those announcements, attention, aisle one, and, and different things are going on, and different people are talking, but no matter what, I could hear my mom's voice, even if she's at the complete opposite end of the supermarket, because it's my mom, you know, and she's very loud. <laughs> and I've, I know the loud voice very well, because that's how she usually speaks to me, but still, I can hear my mom's voice, and that's because I know her. You know, when you're little, you spend all your time with your mother you know, or some, whoever was taking care of you, maybe an older sibling, you know, that person that raised you, whoever it may be, and you know, their voice. And in in, in my case, it was my mom. And in the same way, we need to know our heavenly father to hear his voice. Yet so many of us, even though we're so desperate to hear, we don't really know him. And so how can you hear God's voice if you don't know him? And how do you know God if you don't spend time with him? You know, we can hear about God all we want, you know, in messages like this or in revival meetings. That's great. But if you don't spend time with God, you don't really know him. There's those people that you meet, you know, you bump into all the time and you can say, what's up? Hey, what's up? It's good to see you. Sometimes you might forget their name and you say, hey, sister, what's going on? And, you know, you you do a little small talk and you might see them everywhere all the time in different places. But if you don't spend time with them one on one, you could you could know them. Oh, I know who she is, but you don't really know them. You know what I'm talking about? You don't really know that person. And the same goes for our relationship with our father. We spend a lot of time with him in these public places, and that's good, and that's needed. We need the fellowship of brothers and sisters, but that's not enough, brothers and sisters. Skimming, we're skimming the surface of having a relationship with our father. You know, in my relationship with Christian, I see him all the time. I mean, we're married. I mean, I see him all the time. But the time I spend with him is really little, actually, because we're so busy. And I can see him here at church. I can see him at Friday Fire. I can see him at YCF on the campus. I can see him at, you know, missions training. I can see him at all these different places. But if I don't spend time with him, at the end of the week, I could feel very distant from him. 
that that time spent, one-on-one time, intimate time, is so important. I can go through my whole marriage just being busy with Christian and not really knowing him. Praise God, that's not going to happen, though. I'm just saying I could, but it won't. Hallelujah. But, you know, intimate time is crucial. It's so crucial. You know, so first we need to know him, but how do we know him? Second is we got to spend intimate time with our heavenly father. Intimate time. And what does that intimate time look like? For me, sometimes it's like quickly reading my Bible, the chapters that I have to read according to my Bible reading plan. You know, quickly reading and then, woo, I spent time with God and I'm good for the rest of the day. But that's not really spending time with God. You know, sometimes it's me just praying, Lord, you know, for like five minutes and then I feel pretty good. I spent time with the Lord, but that's only half the time that's being spent with him. I spend so much time talking to him and sometimes I could spend so little time listening to him. You know, you have that friend that talks like all the time. Maybe someone automatically pops into your mind, like someone that can go on and on and on and on. And you love them. You really do. But sometimes you just want them to be quiet, you know, and they're so, they're sharing everything. They're pouring everything out and it's great and all, but you know, when you walk away, you realize, wow, that person doesn't really know much about me. I know so much about them. I know a lot about them, maybe too much about them, but you know, I bet you if you ask them a question about me, they probably don't know me that well. Some of us are having that one-sided relationship with our God. He knows us very well. That's a fact. He knows us. He knows our deepest, darkest pains, our deepest, darkest secrets, even the ones that we don't even tell him. He knows. And we spend a lot of time telling him things that he already knows and not enough time listening to his heart. Not enough time understanding what makes him break down or his desires for us. We're so busy talking. You know, intimate time is so important in any relationship. That goes for friendships, for brothers and sisters, for family, for marriages, definitely. You know, and... Most importantly, with our Father. You know, eternal life is not getting a ticket into heaven. Eternal life is knowing Jesus Christ. And that knowing part is really having a relationship with him. Because that's the one thing that'll last. That's the one thing that'll last. We can do so many things for God. That's great. You know, that's wonderful, and God calls us to do that. But when it comes down to it, when we don't have a relationship with him, in the end, a lot of it is really empty. And some of us, we have a lot of excuses. Lord, you know I'm busy. You know, I can't, I can't spend time with you because so-and-so is in my room, and, you know, I can't pray when they're there. God, you know how it is. You know, or Lord, I got ministry work. I'm doing your work. You know, Lord, I got I to minister to this person right here, so I don't really have time to spend with you. We come up with amazing excuses. We're really good at that. I'm really, really good at that. <laughs> but when it comes down to it, God doesn't care. 
He doesn't care. It's just like Mary and Martha. Martha was running around doing all these things for Jesus. But when it came down to it, his heart was for Mary, who was at his feet, simply listening. And so what good is it if we do God's work if we don't get the proper instructions? We could do all these things for him, but if we're not listening to him, if we're not listening to exactly his plans and his ways, I mean, brothers and sisters, it's pretty pointless. Basically, what we're trying to do is we're trying to get to a a godly goal, but with man's means. And so we're so busy talking. So busy talking. We're so busy talking that we miss out on the treasures that God has in store for us when we listen. So we went to India, and one of the things that was so amazing about this trip is we really connected with the missionaries. You know, I've been on numerous uh, trips before, and honestly, I don't remember a lot of the missionaries' names. Like, I, I could remember their faces, and I remember where we went, and, and you know, I, I remember the children, or I remember a person that I prayed for, but even the missionaries' names and, and what was on their heart and all that stuff, I completely forget, or I never even asked. But for some reason, on this trip, it was very different. Uh, our team had a, a heart not only to minister to the people, uh, the children, the orphans, but we had this strong heart to just want to learn and listen to the missionaries that we met. And because we did that, we got so blessed. So blessed. You know, there's this one pastor, Pastor John, and he's the pastor of Grace Home Orphanage. And we shared about this before we left. And I'm sure some of you guys have already been praying for that. And thank you for your prayers because Grace Home was crazy. It was crazy. There's all these kids from all these different places with, you know, the most saddest stories. But if you see them, they're all shining. Literally, you walk in and they're shining the light of Jesus. And you're just like, whoa. You know, it's as if these kids grew up in these beautiful, perfect families, but they didn't. What they grew up with was the love of God. And so Pastor John, he heads this ministry. And I visited him last year. And I thought he was really great last year, too. You know, but, you know, I didn't really know his story last year. I was too busy swinging a kid around and, and playing with them that I didn't really get a chance to talk with him. But on this particular trip, I don't know why, but, you know, we just, the last night we spent with him, we just sat in a circle, and he was there, and Marcus just asked some questions, and he just spent, like, I don't know how long, maybe two hours answering one question, and that was, how did Grace Home get started? And I think about it now, and I think we could have so easily missed it. We could have not asked that question and had a really wonderful time with the children and then just go back to Korea and, you know, have good memories. But what he told us in those two hours, you can ask anybody on our team. It blew us away. His testimony is amazing, amazing. And it just gets summed up in this. All he had to share was, it was when I had absolutely nothing to give. That's when this ministry started. 
I was at my lowest point. I had nothing financially. I had nothing, no house, no place. I had no orphans to take care of. I had nothing except a heart. And it was at that moment that God said, you're ready. And for some reason, that just stuck out to me. And I was tremendously blessed by it. And even now, I wonder what would have happened if we just went to Punjabi by nature that night, which was an ill Indian restaurant we went to, and just ate and left without that, that talk with him, without listening to him. And I believe that him sharing, we ministered to him. Just sitting there, we ministered to him. Because it started off with just him, you know, talking, but at the end of the, at the end of the time, he was crying. Some people, sometimes you need to get people to share because at the end, they remember what God did in their lives. So easy to forget. And so spending that intimate time with Pastor John was truly rewarding. How much more so if we spend time with our God? How much more so if we spend time with the Savior of the world who died for our sins? You know, some of us were so eager to learn about the will of God in our lives. Lord, should I move in this apartment? God, should I move to Mapo? Or, or is Korea the right idea? Or, or Father, is she the one? You know, and we have all these questions. And Lord, I want to do it your way. I need to know your will, your will. And we really desire to hear God's voice, yet we do nothing to listen to him. We really want to know the answers, yet we spend no time with him. We really want to go his perfect plan, and yet we're not opening our ears to him. And, you know, I I wonder what God thinks when he sees me do that, because I do that all the time. I spend so much time crying, literally. (laughs) So much time crying and so little time listening. And so we must know our shepherd. That's how we hear his voice. Because we got to know him. You know, sometimes we hear a lot of other voices. I mean, we hear a lot of other things. But how do we know it's God? Sometimes we get confused. Lord, is that you? Is that you? I mean, the only way you're going to know is if you know God. And so it begins with just spending time with him. That's where it begins. And that's where it will end. So we must know him. We must spend intimate time with him. And finally, we must live in obedience. We must live in obedience. If we were to kind of, I don't know, parallel listening to God with listening to God's radio station, obedience is like raising the volume. When you obey the Lord, there's like another tick. You raise the volume. When God sort of leads you something with his word and he tells you not to do something and you obey, you raise the volume a little bit. But the moment you disobey God, it's like lowering the volume. So the measure of how loud we hear God's voice is strictly on our obedience to him. The moment you sin, things are going to start to get a little, you're not going to start, it's just not going to be clear. And, and the more you keep living in that sin without repenting, the more unclear and the more confusing it's going to get. I mean, I know this by experience because I lived a good chunk of my life living in disobedience to my mom, to my dad, 
to my older brother, to a lot of people, but, you know, mainly to our Heavenly Father. And a lot of the times I was really confused. Like, I just did not know what I was supposed to be doing. And it's because I was in a mess. I was living in disobedience. And so not only do we need to make sure we're spending time with God, we need to make sure that we're living in obedience and in constant repentance to him. Because, I mean, we're going to sin. We're sinful people. We are going to disobey, and that's okay. But it's what we do after. That's going to determine how loud we hear the voice of God. And so when we sin, we need to repent. When we sin, we need to confess. When we sin, we need to renounce and walk away from that sin. And so there's a lot of people, even in this room, that are living in disobedience. I mean, let's just be real. There's a lot of you that, are, that you guys are just desperate to hear God's voice. So desperate to hear his plan. Because you hear all the time that his plans are good for you. Yet there are areas in your life where you're not obeying him. And you wonder why he's not answering you. He's talking to you, brothers and sisters. Trust me, he's talking to you. And what he's saying is repent. That's what he's saying. That's the voice that he's saying right now. Repent, and then you'll get those answers. Cleanse yourselves. Get into the Word. Spend time with me, and then listen. And then I'll open your ears. And so if you guys could turn with me to Mark chapter 7. Uh, let's turn to Mark chapter 7, verse 31 to 35. I have the NIV because I still, <laughs> I didn't switch Bibles after coming back to missions. My bad, my bad. Um, and so if you guys can read it for me on the count of three, just read all the way through verse 31 to 35. Um, one, two, three. Amen. Amen. And so here we have in the Bible a story of a deaf and mute man. A deaf and mute man. And, you know, Jesus is walking along and he sees this man and he has compassion over him. And what he does is like so peculiar. You know, it's not like he lays hands on his head. He anoints his hand with oil. Be healed. What he does is he sticks his fingers inside this guy's ears. I mean, how strange would it would, would have it been if you were right there? I mean, I would have been a little freaked out. But he sticks his fingers in his ears, and then he spits in the dude's mouth, you know? And so when I first read this, I was like, Jesus, is that you? I mean, that's so strange. And I was reading this, and I was like praying, Lord, open our ears. You know, sometimes we can be so spiritually deaf. How do, we, how do we get our ears open? And he led me to this passage. And I was like, why, why out of all things would he stick fingers in our ears? Why not, you know, stretch the dude's ears out or open it up more? Why, 
do what actually would make him not hear. Do you know what I'm saying? And so I questioned myself and I just came to the Lord. I was like, why? And God was just like, because sometimes we need to plug our ears from everything else that we're hearing to hear God's voice. Like we hear a lot of voices and it's not just our own flesh speaking. We hear the voices of our parents. We hear the voices of our bosses. We hear the voices of our good friends, all people that might be caring about you and loving you. But there's so many voices there that it it begins to get mixed up. And we have a lot of things going on and it gets really hard to tune into the one station of God's voice. And sometimes the simple answer is to just stick our fingers in our ears and shut it all out. Shut it all out and just come before the Lord and really listen carefully for his still small voice. Because our God is a God that shouts, but he's also a God that whispers to us. And sometimes the most beautiful revelations are given in whispers. You can't hear a whisper unless everything else is silenced. You can't hear a whisper if there's a crowd of people talking at the same time. You know, when we were in India and we were ministering, we were at Manipur. And Manipur was like, it was crazy. It was nuts. And we had a revival. And it was the product of so many people praying. Our church and really the pastors there, they've been praying for like four or five years for revival in that one place. And so here we are, we're preaching, and then it's time for the altar call. And, and you know, I, w- I was preaching that time, and I was, I was so scared. I was really scared. You know, because I'm not Christian, and it's, you know, if Christian's there, then I can be like, oh, yeah, he'll do all the work, and I can just pray for people. You know, but I'm like the one on the altar, and, and, and it just felt really weird, and I felt a lot of pressure, to be honest. And so I was struggling a little bit. But I spent time with God before in prayer, and he spoke to me, and he said, Aaron, tonight you need to give an altar call. And I was like, okay. I'm like, all right, well, altar call it is. And, and we went, and I preached my message, and I'm, like, getting ready. And I'm like, oh, yeah, now, now's the time. Holy Spirit's going to come. I'm like, if you want to be touched, come to the altar. You know, and I give this altar call. Nobody comes up like still. And I'm like looking around. I'm like, no faith. I'm just like looking, you know, cause I want to see if someone's like crying or something. And I'm like looking for the person that's like possibly moving like, and I'm like, oh my gosh, struggling. I was struggling so much at the moment. I was like, God, you know, and, and all the pastors in India, they're all looking at me, you know, and they're all just like waiting, you know, like. And then the whole team is like praying feverishly, like, Lord, 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 Lord. And I'm like looking at my yellow band. I'm like, come on, guys, pray for me. And I'm just looking and nobody's coming up. And I'm so nervous because how foolish would it have been? And at this point, I was so desperate. I was like, Lord, just one person. Come on, just one. Even if they fake it, Lord, just bring them up here because I'm so embarrassed. You know, and here I am. I'm so sure that God put on my heart, give an altar call and, and, I'm at a test of faith and I'm like failing miserably. But you know, of course on the outside, I'm like, it's okay. You know, and I'm pacing back and forth and, and I'm doing what I I saw Christian do. And I'm like, okay, Christian, Christian paces. So I'm going to pace, you know, and I'm pacing back and forth and I'm just waiting for just one person to come up. And then I begin to hear all these things. You weren't supposed to give an altar call, stupid. 
Nobody's, no one's even touched. No one paid attention to your message. You probably spoke too fast or, you know, it just was terrible. Nobody's coming up. Just, just end it right here. Just say a quick prayer and, and, and just end the night. I'm like, oh no. I was supposed to give an altar call. You know, and I'm sitting there and I'm like, no, but I, I could have sworn I heard God's voice speak to me. But I, I still, there was a little bit of a battle going on. You know, brothers and sisters, if I didn't spend that time with God before and get that insurance in our private time, I would have probably closed it. I would have probably waited. I mean, we waited a while. Well, for me, it felt like an hour, but it was, I don't know how long it was, but I was just like, cricket, cricket. And I'm just like, man, nobody's coming. And if I didn't get that, that one whisper in my ear earlier that day when I was praying, you have to give an altar call, I would have given up right away. I would just been like, forget this. I'm like, Lord, obviously no one's moving. Tonight's not the night. It's okay. Glorify your name and just end it. But I, I knew he spoke to me. And so I just foolishly walked back and forth and I'm like staring at the team. I'm like, come on guys. You know, I'm like, let's pray. Let's pray. And, and I closed my eyes and I was just really vulnerable at that moment. And I was like, God, no one's coming up. I was like, you're a mighty God. Just one person, just one person. And I'm like praying, I'm praying. And I open my eyes and there's nobody. And like, I forget why I turned around, but like, I just, maybe I had an itch. Like I was really dirty, like the whole trip. And I was just like, you know, turning around and there were like three people lined up behind me. And I was like, what, what, where did they even come from? I was so concentrated on this part of the altar. And I'm like, Lord, where are they? Where are they? That three, they were waiting for me to pray for them right behind me. So stupid. And I'm just like, oh, and I was like, oh hallelujah. You know, I'm like three people. That's good. Praise God. And so we began to pray and what started with three people ended with, I don't even know how many people just tons of people just started coming up rows and rows of people after those first three. And we prayed and the power of God just hit and like, it was, it was crazy. And what was so beautiful was that every single person on the team was being used. There wasn't one person that wasn't laying hands or, you know, ministering to somebody. I mean, we, it was, people were getting KO'd, knocked out everywhere, all over. But I, I think to myself, if I just, if I just listened, if I didn't listen to that whisper and I just closed the altar call, this would have all been missed. And I talked to Pastor Letlal, the pastor in India later on, and he said, Aaron, you have to understand, we don't do altar calls here in Manipur. They don't do altar calls here. So when you do, when people don't know what to do, and it's a very public, I mean, altar calls a step of faith, you know, but more so in a place where they're not used to it. I mean, you give an altar call to JSCM, I mean, the whole church comes up. You know, if you don't come up, then you're the one that's like, ooh, what's up with her, you know? But in India, you're the strange person if you come up to the altar call. I, of course, didn't realize that. I was so set on what I was used to seeing and used to experiencing. But when he told me that, you know, I was just like, wow, God, thank you that you spoke to me earlier. And I wouldn't have caught that if I didn't spend time with him. It's so tempting not to spend time with God on missions, as ironic as that sounds. But the moment you have free time, you want to sleep or you want to take a shower. And some people should just take the shower, you know, but 
Still, there's all these different excuses that you could say to yourself, God, I'm out here doing your work. Now's the time, you know, for me to be me, you know, like I need my me time. And it's not spending time with God, but it's just like eating snacks or, you know, chilling with people, having fun. And it's so tempting not to spend time with him. But it's crucial. It's so crucial because when you're in a crowd of people, unless you hear God's voice in the private area, in your closet, your prayer closet, making sure that that's loud and clear in in an altar call of hundreds of people is really hard. And so hearing God's voice, it's definitely something that has to be developed. It's not something that just happens right away. As we know him more, we, we know his voice more. As we go in our relationship with him, we can tell that's obviously not God. Well, that's way off. You want me to hit that person? Okay. All right, Satan, get out of my face. You know, it's just be, it's so obvious What's the voice of God and what's not? But that doesn't happen without spending time with him. And you can have a friend, someone talk about your friend and say, oh, your friend said this. And you'll be like, no, she didn't. She would never say anything like that. That would never come out of her mouth. Because you know her. You know her. And that's the same thing. It's the same thing. There's certain things that right now you can get confused about. But the more you know God, the less confusion there is because our God is a God of clarity, not confusion. And so brothers and sisters, I wasn't supposed to share about Manipur because, you know, next Sunday is our Sunday missions reporting. My bad. (laughs) Sorry. But still the point of my message today, as, as messy as it is, I hope you just caught one thing and that is our ears need to be opened. Our ears need to hear. And according to Proverbs, it's from the Lord. And so we need to pray, God, open our ears. We need the same healing that this deaf and mute man had. We need that for ourselves. And when you hear straight, you speak straight. See, if if someone has a hearing problem, they have a speech problem, if you notice. If someone is deaf, they're going to talk. They're not going to talk correctly. They're going to talk. Some of them, you know, won't even talk but they'll just make certain sounds. But the moment we start hearing the voice of God is the moment we start speaking the word of God. And so hearing is so crucial. It's so crucial. And it's the one thing that Satan is going to try his best to take away. He knows how important it is. So he's going to do everything in his power to get you to not do your QT today. He's going to convince you that reading two chapters of your Bible is enough. He's going to tell you that spending time waiting upon the Lord is a waste. He's going to come at you with all these lies. But the truth is, it's the most well-spent time ever. Waiting upon the Lord. Listening for his voice. Spending quality time with him. Just him. No one else. And so my question is, are you having trouble hearing? Are you having trouble hearing today? Has there been confusion in certain areas of your life and you're kind of stuck and you don't know what to do? Maybe some of you have been praying so long for a certain answer and yet you haven't been listening to receive it. I hope tonight, tonight, Lord, I hope this afternoon God speaks to you and that you hear he wants to talk to you.
He has something to say to you. And he has all the answers to everything that you're asking him. We just need to listen and hear. Let's pray. Father God, Lord, I just thank you for your grace. Because <laughs> every day I learn that your grace is truly sufficient. And uh, Lord, uh, even though this message was packaged uh, in, in not the most beautiful way, I know the truth stands. And that truth is, Father, our ears need to be opened. Lord, you call us to have ears that hear and that comes from nothing else but you. And so we just pray over our ears right now, Lord. May you open our ears that we may hear your voice. May we spend time to know who you are. May we spend time not with so many people around us, but intimate time with you. And may we live in obedience and raise the volume of everything that you want to speak to us. God, we just thank you so much that all the questions, all the confusion that's been stirring and burning inside of us, you have a, a peace of mind to give to us. You have a clarity you want to give to us. And Lord, so we pray right now, we come humbly at your feet, depending on you and you alone, asking that you open our ears and speak to your children. Father, we thank you for your word and we thank you for your love. In your son's mighty and precious name, we pray all these things. Amen.